All right, so here we are at the dawn of a brand new year, and I feel like most of us are wondering whether this will actually be the year. Is this gonna be the year that we finally get out of this global pandemic? Do you think that this could finally be the year where we can get rid of the masks and see each other face to face again? Will this be the year where we can get rid of the, the lockdowns and the restrictions and the protocols and the, the, the case monitoring and the self-isolating and the close contacts? You know, will this be the year where we can finally experience gatherings together with our friends and family of like more than 10 people? Will this be the year that you get to go on that vacation again, finally? I know that a year ago at this time, we thought that that was going to be the year, and then 2021 turned out very different. So the question we're all asking is, is 2022 going to provide us a new experience this year? At the same time, we're probably wondering whether the implications of the pandemic will be any different as well. Like, well, will restaurants or businesses that have been adversely affected be able to turn things around? Uh, will the relationships that have become strained and, and, and fractured and awkward because of how different people have chosen to navigate the pandemic ultimately be able to heal and reconcile and restore? Will our kids be able to experience life at school as they're supposed to know it in that full kind of comprehensive extracurriculars and field trips kind of a way? Will we actually be able to experience a new reality this year? And of course, as we look ahead, uh, what we can't do is kind of wish that things were back as they once were. We've heard from too many people that the 2019 kind of pre-COVID reality is virtually impossible to expect as we look forward. 2022 is so far away from 2019 that we have to look at things from the perspective, as goes the language, of a new normal. And I wonder for how many of us, you know, at the dawn of a new year are wondering, hoping, wishing that this could be the kind of season where we actually can experience a new reality, where there's a new experience of a new normal. And I want us all to appreciate today that from Jesus' perspective, he would love nothing more than that to be experienced in your life and in mine and in ours together as a church family. The thing is, though, Jesus approaches a new year in our lives and together as a church from a very different perspective, and that's what we want to consider today. You know, for starters, let's appreciate that the life that Jesus invites people into is a life that operates according to a new resource. Jesus invites us to experience life lived by a new resource. That's ultimately what Christmas sought to celebrate was the dawn of the availability of that new resource in Jesus himself. God kind of with us, as the Christmas language of Emmanuel suggests, where Jesus came to live incarnate among us. And then as he did, as he grew up and taught and modeled this way of life, he demonstrated what it looked like to live as a full and true human in the energy and power that the Spirit of God provided him. 
only to ultimately die and rise again, to make that spiritual life available to be received by any forgiven believer so that we could live in faith on the same resources that Jesus lived in when he walked the earth. That's what ultimately separates Christianity from every other world religion in the sense that it's not a religion, a religion being defined as trying to live God's way, but in the strength and energies of yourself. The Christian message is that through Jesus' risen life and through the availability of his Holy Spirit, he can empower us in a way that we could never live on our own. The Bible kind of foreshadowed that in the Old Testament where God said through the prophet Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 36, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you and I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. You need to appreciate that this availability of a new heart and of a new spirit, God's own living spirit, is not just a little slight upgrade in our quality of life. It's a whole completely new operating system of how to live as a human being. And so at the dawn of a new year, let's appreciate the availability of that new resource that Jesus offers every aspiring follower of his. As we engage in that way of life, though, let's appreciate as well that following Jesus involves a whole new kind of relationship, that it's not just a life empowered by a new resource, but it's a life entering into a whole new relationship with God available through Jesus. See, before Jesus came to earth, God related to people in what was called covenants. And those covenants had terms, and those terms were intended or expected to be obeyed. That's much of what we're studying right now through the book of Exodus as we look at the Ten Commandments. We looked at the first uh, four in the fall, and we're looking at the next sixth in the month of February. But this covenant ultimately got kind of reframed when Jesus came to earth as he taught things like, you've heard it said, but Jesus would often say, but I say to you, and then reframe what that way of life looks like. Because the scriptures teach that Jesus came to establish what's called a new covenant that's rooted in an entirely new commandment. Look at what Jesus said in John 13, 34. He said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. This is very similar to what Jesus said uh, when he reduced 613 Jewish laws down to just two, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He took all of these laws of all of these terms of all of these covenants and established this new covenant, a new relationship with God made possible through faith in him that reduced everything and focused everything down to the primacy of the law of love, a love for God and people made possible by the love that we first receive from him in faith as we aspire to follow him in that new covenant and new relationship. Well, as we think about that, the new resource that's available for the new relationship that Jesus invites followers into, appreciate that that demands an entirely new response from people, that that 
new resource and new relationship demands an entirely new response from you and me and us together. A life of faith is not just hunkering down and trying our best in the energies that we have to live uh, what we understand to be God's way according to the rule book that we have, but rather a life that opens ourselves up to the Spirit of God to do the transforming work in our hearts and in our heads and ultimately in our habits that is necessary in order for us to be able to live out that new covenant and new relationship and to express the primacy of that law of love. It requires a response that opens God up to be able to change us from the inside out in order to live the way that he invites us to live in that new relationship empowered by that new resource. That's why in the New Testament it says this. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Understand that a life of faith is not just our regular old life, salt and peppered with a little bit of spirituality or blessing or a little bit of spiritual faith activity, a little bit of Bible, a little bit of church. And it certainly isn't a life that we bring to God where we're going to otherwise live the way we've always been living. We're just going to get God to kind of add some blessing by responding to some prayer requests or some stresses in our life that we hope that he would alleviate. No, a life of faith in Jesus Christ is an entirely like down to the studs renovation of our heart, our head, and ultimately our habits so that we are living completely differently in this new relationship empowered by this new resource of his Holy Spirit so that we can receive and express love in a more full and liberal way to God and to the people around us. That's what Jesus invites us into, a new resource uh, governed by a new relationship that requires an entirely new response of openness to his transforming work. As you put those pieces together, I hope that you can appreciate that when we think of a brand new year and we think of coming out of the pandemic or all of the implications related to coming out of the pandemic or that new normal that we hope to achieve, most of what we imagine or envision when it comes to a brand new year is stuff that happens out there. But what Jesus invites us into in experiencing a brand new life with him is stuff that happens entirely in here. We're tempted to focus on the outward circumstances where Jesus is intending for us to focus on the inward transformation of a life of faith in him and the journey of spiritual growth that he wants to have us on. And so I want us to appreciate at the dawn of this new year that while we want to experience a new year out there, while we want our year to be new, what Jesus wants is for us to be new as we entrust our lives in faith to him. Now, as I say that, and as we gain that clarity, I know that that's kind of, for many of us, the moment where the fear starts to kick in and the hesitation and the, the doubt and the, you know, the skepticism and the resistance to actually respond in faith to a life with Jesus. 
because we know at least a little bit about who Jesus was and, you know, what a life of pattering after his way of life would mean. And all of kind of the sacrifice and essentially the loss of our way of life that we currently know that 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 might involve if we were to, to place our life more fully in faith in him. But we've got to appreciate that that's why we call it a life of faith so that our faith can actually kick in where our fear would most make make us want to hesitate and resist. We're resistant to embrace a life of faith in Jesus Christ where Jesus invites us to die to ourselves so that we can experience a far greater quality of life in him. And it's that fear of dying to ourselves where our faith needs to kick in so that we can experience out the other side the life that Jesus ultimately has for us. It's a faith that enables us to die to our security and our comfort and our grip on materialism and our possessions and our security in order to embrace a life of greater sacrifice and generosity and stewardship and relinquishment of that financial control so that through a life of giving ourselves and our stuff away, we can really experience gain. Jesus invites us to have the faith to die to a life of sin or a life of shame of trying to hide that sin and instead instead allow the light of truth to finally shine on us and through confession and honesty with God and other people to confront and confess that sin because on the other side we can experience grace and forgiveness, and a freedom from the guilt and shame that paralyzes so many of us. Jesus invites us to die to our fixation on ourselves and advancing our own privilege and our own status and comfort in order to focus on others, and especially those on the fringes of society, those whom Jesus was most for, so that through Dying to ourselves, we can actually experience an others-oriented way of life and the true fulfillment and the true satisfaction, let alone the transformation that results when we do. Jesus invites us into this way of life. We talked about it at, at Christmas, this upside-down way of life that takes our upside-down lives and our upside-down worlds and flips them upside-down again through the faith that's willing to die to ourselves by trusting enough that Jesus loves us fully and unconditionally and that his upside-down way of life truly is in our best interests. And if we can have that kind of faith, then we can overcome the fear that would be so hesitant to embrace this new response into a new relationship empowered by a new resource that Jesus wants to have for us. And so the question as we consider what that could look like in our lives is, you know, will will we be willing to engage in some kind of new activities or, or some new actions in order to experience more of an openness of heart and more of God's transforming work in our lives? We've said so many times that the definition of insanity is repeating the same things but expecting different results. And so the question at the dawn of a new year is what different things or what things done differently are you and I willing 
willing to engage in in order to have that new response, in order to open our hearts up in a new way, and in order to engage more in faith than in fear to the dying to ourselves in order to really live upside down way of life that Jesus invites us into. At a practical level, maybe it's a a new program or a new practice that you could engage in this year that would create a space for God to experience his presence and and his transforming work in a way that you haven't known before. Maybe it's a new resource, a new book, or a new course that you could take that would provide new insight on who God is and how he wants to interact in your life. Maybe it's a a new relationship or a new format of your relationship or a new depth of conversation in your relationship, a new level of encouragement, of transparency, and of accountability that allows God to speak in new ways. Maybe it's getting some new supports in your life to come alongside you, supports like mentors or spiritual directors or even therapists that can provide new strategies to experience God working in your life like you've never known before. The question is, at the dawn of a new year, what new spiritual faith engagements will you add to your calendar and to your priorities this year? Which new engagements will you incorporate in your new rhythm in order to have that new response in that new relationship by that new resource to experience God's newness in you. Because remember, where we want this year to be new, Jesus invites ourselves to be new in him. And so in just a moment, we're gonna take some, some moments as a community across all three of our locations to just reflect knowing that we've already reflected on 2021, to reflect on the year ahead and the opportunities that God provides for all of us and the ways in which we can encounter the transforming work of Jesus Christ in our lives for ourselves and together as a church family. And as we engage in that reflection, ask yourself, in what new ways am I going to be willing to open myself up to the transforming work of Jesus like I've never known before? Because the truth is, at the dawn of a brand new year, Jesus wants nothing more than to take that anxiety that cripples so many of us and fill us with a comfort and a peace and a hope that we may have never known before. Jesus wants to take the stress of always grinding away and trying to accomplish and achieve and establish enough control and security and instead replace that with contentment and with a security and an identity in him. Jesus wants to take those fractured, awkward relationships in our lives, and he wants to pour out healing and restoration and recovery and reestablishment of those relationships like we probably deeply long for. And he wants to take the hamster wheel that we find ourselves on, the, the, the rat race that we get out of bed for, just press repeat on every day and replace it with a meaning and a purpose and a significance and a lasting legacy, reasons to get out of bed like maybe we've never known. The question is, will we open our hearts up to the transforming work of Jesus in ways that we've never known, to experience that way of life that we've never known. 
Because at the dawn of a brand new year, while every one of us want this year to be brand new, so does Jesus. But where we want the year to be new, Jesus invites ourselves to be new. So let's give some reflection to the ways that we will open ourselves up to experience his activity, his new relationship, his new resource through our new response in order for this to not just be a new year out there, but so that this can be a brand new year with Christ in here personally and together as a church family. Let's pray together. Jesus, I'm so thankful that at the dawn of a new year, you want to make all things new. And you invite us into a way of life where we can legitimately be and experience becoming new creations in you. And I just pray that where every one of us find ourselves hesitant and resistant because of the fear that holds us back, I pray that you would whisper your adoring love in each of our hearts, that you would whisper in each of our hearts that you do have our best interests in mind and that you've loved us so much to die and rise again to give us your spiritual presence as a resource to enable us to live this new relationship and live this life with you. So convince us to open ourselves up and to respond to you like never before so that personally and together as a church family, we can experience your work in us and we can experience a year like never before. Not because we're looking out there for a brand new year, but because we're looking in our hearts to allow you to make us brand new people. That's your promise. And we so look forward to watching you live that and do that work faithfully in us this year. We love you and we thank you for all these things in your precious and powerful name. Amen.